Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many's given shout to the Lord in this service yet? Amen. Come on, we've shouted with our voice, so why don't we shout with our body just for a moment? Before you're seated, step across the aisle and shake somebody's hand and tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord tonight. want to remind us again, as I did Sunday, we are in a battle. It's not a physical battle, it's a spiritual battle. And I know I preached this Sunday, but this needs to be ever present in our hearts and in our minds and on our spirits. Because whether we know it or not, whether we understand it or not, there are principalities and powers and rulers uh, in the darkness and wickedness in high places that are constantly battling against the righteous. Amen. And uh, if God lays this on my heart every service, I'll preach it every service, but I believe it's paramount that we understand that we are in a battle. The devil's trying to steal our children, our marriages, our homes, our relationships. He's trying to destroy everything that he can. Amen. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle. And the enemy of our soul, he has one goal, and that's to destroy us. And as I said Sunday, he will use any weapon, any device in his arsenal against us. I told us Sunday if we are going to... Uh, uh, win this spiritual battle, we must put on the whole armor of God. How many still believe that? Amen. Amen. How many's put it on this week? I've put it on this week. Amen. The whole armor, not just some, but the whole armor of God, because this is how we stand, the scripture says, against the wiles of the devil. And uh, I'm going to read this again because I read it Sunday, but I, I, just, I just feel this urgency in the spirit to read it and preach this way. Ephesians chapter 6 and 13 and 18 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation 
the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. This is what I want us to notice. The whole armor of God is mostly defensive. And the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So my question is, how are we going to overcome? How are we going to subdue hell's kingdom? How are we going to uh, uh, ramsack the gates of hell with mostly defensive armor? Amen. I believe that God wants us to take the battle to the enemy. How many believe that? Amen. Uh, hopefully we all do because some of you uh, amen me and some of you just kind of nodded with me and just uh, uh, looked away or whatever. But I believe that we are, have been too passive as apostolic Holy Ghost filled Christians and we love the defensive posture of the church but we don't take up the offensive posture that says we must storm the gates of hell. How many believe that? Amen. Amen. There are some souls and some things and some kingdoms that need to come down and they will not come down with a defensive church. It has to be an offensive church. Amen. And this scripture talking about the gates of hell not prevailing against the church. This is not gates attacking us. This is us attacking hell. Hallelujah. We've got to do that, church. I want to change my mentality. I don't want to just circle my wagons and put on the whole armor of God, Brother James, so that I can uh, I have a defense against the wiles of the enemy. But I also want to take the weapons of our warfare that are mighty, that are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds Hallelujah. How many believe there's some strongholds in this little community that need to come down? How many believe there's some strongholds within your heart and your life and your home that need to come down? Hallelujah. How many believe there's some principalities that have had dominion for long enough? Hallelujah. We can't just sat set back with the whole armor of God in a defensive posture, but we've got to take the weapons of our warfare that are mighty and we've got to prevail against hell. Amen. We've got to do this because there's some, uh, uh, Brother Anthony, that the scripture says that are, are saved because we will snatch them that we will pull them out of hell's fire. 
that we will save them by pulling them out of the strongholds of the enemy, out of the, the grips of the captor. Hallelujah. And we cannot do that just sitting back and enjoying a Wednesday to Sunday and having just a Wednesday to Sunday mentality. And I'm preaching to myself uh, tonight just as well as I'm preaching to you because it's easy to fall into that that mode, that, that defensive posture that I'm going to circle the wagon so everything's going to be alright and I've got the armor and, and the devil can't penetrate me hallelujah, but I'm ready to take the fight to the enemy amen, how many believe your children are worth it, how many believe our community is worth it how many believe your husbands are worth it how many believe your spouse is worth it? Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare, they are mighty in God. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not to prevail against the church. So this is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me this morning when I was praying very early. It was simply this. To overcome the gates of hell. To prevail against the gates of hell. We need more than just the whole armor. But we need some spiritual weapons at our disposal. Hallelujah. And that's why the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty in God. Hallelujah. God has equipped us with the, for the battle. Not just defensively, Brother James, but offensively. God just didn't give us a, a shield about us and, 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 and a helmet and a breastplate and all these things. But He also has given us some things that will allow us to put the devil on the run. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got some things in our life that we can use. Hallelujah. It's not carnal. They are not natural things. We can't do it on our own because we will fail every time. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. They are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. And God has given us these weapons of our warfare for one purpose. Amen. How many have any weapons at home? I do. I got, uh, let me see, the government may be watching this. I got a couple pistols. I got one I've never shot. Um, I've got one that belongs to my dad that he gave me. Um, I've got an AR that I won in a raffle. Actually, it wasn't a raffle. It was a, a random drawing because of you. This church gave a good offering to the district, and my name was put in the put in the pot, and I, I won that AR. I've never shot it before. Um, but I do have a lock on my door. 
defensive. Um, I do have an alarm system. Um, for some reason, it says this. Don't forget to take out the trash every time the door is open. It's weird. I remember my dad back in the day, Brother Seth, when uh, uh, we would evangelize and he would stay in some sketchy place. Um, he would always uh, have a tube sock full of coins. That's old school right there, isn't it? Um, I wondered why he always had a huge can of, I don't know, beans or peaches or canned goods sitting beside his bed. I thought maybe he'd just get up in the middle of the night and crank one open <laughs> and eat it. Um, he also had a nice short baseball bat that he had somebody hollow out the inside and they poured some some lead in it um, those were his weapons um, I guess he was going to uh, s smack somebody with a can, uh, a can of uh, I mean I, I don't want to get smacked with a big can of uh, peaches or beans or something like that I sure don't want to take a tube sock of quarters to the face. and uh, But often we will have weapons at our disposal. And uh, these things are, are carnal. These things are things that we feel like we have to have in the natural to protect ourselves. I, I did not know this. We're in this until I, I started looking at this community group that we're in in our in our neighborhood and people have been breaking into people's houses um, we got the chief of police that lives on the back street behind us so I don't know why they're doing that but uh, they reported that people have had their doors kicked in and their cars ransacked and and all those things and uh, I began to think well I need to protect myself but also, I began to think there's some things that I can do to make sure that this doesn't happen. And uh, these are natural things. These are carnal things. And, 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 and we don't combat the spiritual with a bat with a lead in the middle of it or a can of uh, uh, green beans or a big can of peaches or a tube sock with quarters. We don't do that. But we come against the enemy with these spiritual things and they've been given to us for one purpose so that we can pull down strongholds. Hallelujah. And I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. I want to tell somebody to dust their weapons off. Amen. Some of your weapons, some of my weapons in the spirit, they have gone become so dusty and so rusty and, 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 and so forgot about that if somebody or something came and I needed to, to have one of those at my disposal, maybe I could not even find it or get my hands on it. Amen. Sometimes that's how it is in the natural. All right, thief, don't hold on a minute. Let me uh, get my uh, gun out of my lockbox or let me put in this code or whatever or let me find where I put that bat or whatever. And sometimes that's how it is in the spirit. 
we need to dust off our spiritual weapons that God has given us. Hallelujah. They are not just to protect us. We have the whole armor of God to protect us. It says so that we can overcome and withstand the wiles of the devil. And so we won't succumb to his fiery darts and all these things. That's not the purpose of the whole armor of God. But the weapons uh, he has given us, they are offensive. Take them out. Dust them off. Start using them. Be powerful in God and start pulling down some strongholds around you. So just for a few minutes tonight, it's 8.17. I know everybody's fanning. So I'm not going to hold you too long. I do have my... um, Therapeutic socks on so I can stand up here a lot longer than I than I could before. And so uh, just just warn you for just for a few minutes. I want to talk about some of the spiritual weapons, the weapons of our warfare that God has equipped us with. Number one, it's easy. The word of God. We overcome the enemy with the word of God. Jesus used the word of God to defeat the devil. When the devil came to tempt Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, four times Jesus said unto him, It is written, the devil hates the word of God. And the reason why he hates the word of God, because it reminds him of his past. You know what he was in the past? He was a dirt eater. Amen. He reminds him of his present. You know what he is in his present? He is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour in the present. Hallelujah. The devil that we're so afraid of in the past, he was a dirt eater. In the present, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And in his future, you know what he knows is going to come his way? A key and a great chain. The devil hates the word of God because it reminds him of his past, that he was a dirt eater. It reminds him of his future, that he really has no power and authority over us. He is just like a roaring lion, and he knows that his future... Amen. The word of God never loses its power. Or its authority. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. When the enemy comes against us. We need to use the word of God against us. Because he is no match for the word of God. Somebody dust off the weapon of the word and use it. Amen. We have the name of Jesus. That's what we've been praying about and believing and speaking all through this service. Brother Paul said it. All you got to do is call on the name of Jesus when you don't know what else to do. Brother Anthony said it before him. There is no salvation given any other except for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
We overcome the enemy with the name of Jesus. There is nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. There is healing in his name. There is deliverance in the name. There is victory in the name. There is salvation in the name. Hallelujah. The apostle would write in 2 Philippians chapter 9 and 11, he would say, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. If you want to get the enemy on the run, dust off the name of Jesus. Because heaven bows at the name of Jesus. The earth trembles at the name of Jesus. Things under the earth, they cannot stay around at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I like it, Brother Paul. Keep on telling us when you don't know anything else to do, when you don't have anywhere else to turn, when you don't have another prayer to pray, just say, I love you, Jesus. Come on, somebody lift your hands to heaven and do that right now. Tell the Lord you love him. Somebody speak the name of Jesus. When the enemy comes against us, we need to use the name of Jesus against him because he is no match for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Dust off the weapon of your warfare. That is the word of God. Dust off the weapon of your warfare. That is the name of Jesus. And use it to storm strongholds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we like to use these things when we're in distress. I know we like to use these things when we're in trouble. I know we like to use these things when we don't have anywhere else to turn. And I do it. I want to do it. I'm thankful that I can. But before we get into stress, before we get into trouble, before the enemy comes knocking at our door, hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Seth, before somebody kicks down the door of my house, I want to have a weapon. I want to have a weapon at my disposal, hallelujah, hallelujah, that will put him on the run, hallelujah. Why don't we just stand up in our spiritual houses sometime, walk around our spiritual yards, showing the enemy our weapons. Step in my kingdom, devil. Step in my domain. Come against my family. Come against my home. Hallelujah. Dust them off. Nothing like the name of Jesus. My dad used to say this all the time. He just likes to call on the name of Jesus just to shake the devil up sometime. 
Don't need anything. Don't need God to intervene. Don't need God to show up. Don't need Him to be uh, as close as the mention of His name. He just said, I used to like to sit around my house and say, Jesus, so I could hear the devil run. The name of Jesus will put the devil on the run. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes against us, we need to use the name against him. And before he comes against us, let's use the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We overcome the enemy through the blood. When we need healing, when we need deliverance, when we need victory, when we need salvation... When we need God to show up on our behalf, we plead the blood. How many believe in pleading the blood? The term pleading the blood simply means this. It's like a lawyer in a courtroom pleading the case for a defendant. And that's what the blood of Jesus does for us. It speaks for us. It pleads our case for us. It covers us. Hallelujah. So before you even need it, plead it. Before it even happens, speak it. I pray a bloodline around my children. I pray a bloodline around my home. I pray a bloodline around this church. I pray a bloodline around your life. Hallelujah. Jesus' blood is speaking to the enemy on my behalf. Hallelujah. He's saying you don't belong here. You have no case to be here. Hallelujah. He says get out of this situation. Get out of this home. Get out of this life. Hallelujah. I plead the blood. Revelations chapter 12 and 10 and 11 says, And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of God, and the power of his Christ from the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accuses them before God day and night. And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes against us, before he comes against us, dust off the weapon of the blood. I plead the blood because it is no match for the enemy. The enemy is no match, excuse me, for the blood of Jesus. I know these things sound like defensive weapons. I know these things sound like uh, things that protect us and give us provision and help, and they do. But these things also are weapons of our warfare. And they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. So I encourage you once again, don't just use these weapons out of necessity, but use these weapons as an offensive assault against the enemy. Hallelujah. Weapons of our warfare. They are mighty through God. Prayer. We overcome the enemy through prayer. 
We don't overcome the enemy when we pray, but we put the devil on the run because we are praying. Amen. We tear down principalities and powers and strongholds. We take dominion and authority over the enemy when we pray. We don't pray when he assaults us. We pray to put him on the run because prayer changes things. We must pray. We must pray daily. We must pray always. We must pray without ceasing. Jesus didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. Hallelujah. Prayer is not an option, but is a command from God for the believer. Hallelujah. And I believe we need to turn our prayers another direction. Instead of helping me, strengthening me, recover me, heal me, protect me. Provide for me. Instead of doing that, hallelujah, we need to turn our prayers offensively, hallelujah, and say, God, I pull down principalities. I take down dominions and strongholds. I pull down kingdoms in my life, hallelujah. I come against principalities and power, hallelujah. You see, if we pray that way, Brother James, we don't have to worry about praying the other way. If we pray that way, we don't have to worry about praying for provision, protection, and, 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 and all these other things. But if we will get on the offensive and start praying, I, I believe with all of my heart that the kingdoms of hell will come down. Hallelujah. I believe the strongholds in your life will fall. I believe the things that you have been de desiring and the things that you have been seeking after we don't have to wait for disaster to come to pray, but let's pray so that we can put the enemy on the run. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Some prayer, some power. But much prayer, much power. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6 and 18, and I read it earlier. It says that we pray always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance. Defensive posture is armpit praying. We all do that, don't we? Defensive posture of prayer is God help me, surround me, cover me, protect me, provide for me. But an offensive way that we pray is praying with perseverance. The scripture says it like this. Watching thereunto with all perseverance. I'm not watching for the enemy to attack me. I'm watching to see how fast he can run 
when I pray. I'm not watching on how he's going to come. I'm going to watch him when I raise up a standard against him already. Hallelujah. That's what the scripture says. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Hallelujah. But what if the standard was already raised? Hallelujah. What if the offensive weapons were already at our disposal and we were using them? Hallelujah. I'm ready to see the devil put on the run. Not because I'm praying when he comes at me, but I'm praying before he gets to me. I'm watching, therefore, with all perseverance, this means I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to surrender. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to see the devil. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in one way, he's going to leave ten ways. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes against us, he's going to scatter tenfold away from us. Hallelujah. We've got to be on the offense. Let's change our prayer. That's how I'm changing my prayer. God, I'm not praying for you to provide, protect, cover, but I'm praying, God, I want to put the devil on the run so that he can never get in my face to start with. When the enemy comes against us, we need to pray. And before he comes against us, we need to pray. Hallelujah. So we understand from just the normal perspective, the whole armor of God becomes defensive. And we understand that the name, the word, the blood, prayer, we assume it's also defensive but it's not it's a weapon it's the weapon of our warfare and they are mighty through God amen pulling down strongholds is not defensive but it's offensive Prevailing against the gates of hell is not defensive. It's offensive. So even though we are in a battle, amen. I've been in a few fights in my life. I hate to admit it, Brother Russell. My dad raised us boys to fight. If we didn't fight, we would get in trouble and he would fight us practically. We didn't start fights, but we didn't run from them. I do remember him telling me this. The best way to enter in a fight is going forward, not backing up. And if you ever get into a fight, he used to always say, Brother Swift, Throw the first punch. Amen. 
I've been there. I've thrown the first punch before. And then I got punched back. ever get punched in the face you'll remember it there's nothing like the feeling of getting hit in the head and feel that goose egg start to rise there's nothing like the feeling of getting punched and having the taste of blood in your mouth. My dad used to say that it's not a real fight until the blood starts flowing and the teeth start flying. But if we will get in the first punch, the devil may hit us back. The devil may throw a couple punches against us. We may walk away with some knots and some bruises and some. I've never been in a fight that these movies, you, you watch a fight in a movie. I, I'm, I'm so off. If you watch a fight in a movie, it's not real. Nobody can fight for 10 minutes. Walk away and the next scene, it looks like they're still Mr. Adonis. It don't happen. They're going to be bruised and battered. Your hands are going to be all messed up and scarred and broken. And that may happen in the battle that's before us. But we will be the victor. I have felt like in the last year that I have absorbed more punches in the spirit than I ever have faced. Ten years of pastoring, we've lost people, we've had people leave, we've had situations come against us, we've had obstacles, we've had heartache and heartbreak, but the last six months... I feel like I've absorbed more blows. You may feel like that way too. But I'm here to tell somebody to keep on punching. Keep on fighting. And even next time when the enemy comes, hit him before he hits you. Put him on the run so he doesn't put you on the run. Because the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. I wish we'd stand and lift our hands and just love the Lord in this place right now.